Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. Today we will look at a topic that many Christians struggle with, forgiveness. We have all been hurt and have hurt others. Sometimes we must seek forgiveness and sometimes we need to forgive others. Forgiveness is not easy for most of us because our human nature wants justice. When someone wrongs us, we desire retribution. We want them to pay for their actions. Granting forgiveness requires great strength and maturity. It takes a person of character to forgive. In today's episode, we aim to explore the intricacies of forgiveness, the challenges it presents, and the impact it can have on our lives as Christians. We hope to provide insights and guidance on how to navigate this difficult terrain. All right, well, welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. And Tyler, yesterday we broke into the subject of forgiveness. Yeah. And there's just too much to talk about on that topic in just one program. And, you know, forgiveness is um, is one of those things there that if we don't do it, it, it will harm us. And we kind of talked about that yesterday a little bit, that God commands us to be forgiving. Why? Not because he wants to make our life difficult and, and hard. No, he wants it to be good. And so he's wanting us to do something that is counterintuitive. Our intuition says, I'm never going to forgive them. They should pay. I want justice. I want this, that, and the other. And then we harbor those resentful feelings there. So uh, so bring us back into that. Yeah, you're sparking a thought in my mind, too, as you say that. I, I don't um, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here. I might be. But I think some people look at forgiveness in the wrong sense, too, that forgiving someone isn't giving them a license to to say that what they did is okay. Does that make sense? And I, I will also say this. Forgiveness and restoration are not the same thing. I have um, I have a person in my life that uh has been kind of I'll just say not great most of my life and uh but I, I got saved later in life and was preaching on forgiveness and different things and as I did uh God the Holy Spirit was convicting my own self about the fact that here's this person in my life that I need to forgive and I haven't right and and you feel like a hypocrite when you're preaching to other people about doing something that God's telling you to exercise in your own life by the way that happens a lot uh and messages God often speaks to the preacher so there was this person in my life, so I forgave her. I did. I, I started to have a relationship with her again. I truly did forgive her. I didn't have any grudges against her. But eventually, she, she used the sort of Christian card on me, so to speak, and say, well, you, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. And, and you know, I, I still wouldn't let her get close to my family because we were we were restoring our relationship from the ground up. And, and that takes time. You know, that takes... And it takes, you know, trust to be there. Just because I, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you have to trust them right away. And it doesn't mean that your relationship with them is restored as if nothing ever happened, right? You, you do need to forgive it and put it in the past, but the restoration of a relationship can take more time than the act of forgiveness. And moving on to the next point, if you refuse to forgive, that is a tool that Satan often will use against you. Okay, it's very important to understand that. He's good at what he does, uh, Satan is. He has many tendencies that he'll tend to go back to when they work. And when you don't forgive people, what it does is it stunts your spiritual growth. And you think, well, how does it do that? 
It's a distraction, number one. It's a huge distraction, right? Especially when forgiveness not dealt with in a biblical way. The next step is bitterness. That's what comes up. And when a person is bitter, that's what they focus on. They focus on the offense. They focus on the offender. And you cannot be focused on that and have your eyes on Christ at the same time. That's just true. And the Bible talks about that, right? You cannot serve God and mammon. We've heard that there, right? And so he's he's basically referring to the fact that, you know, there, there can only be no, one number one. And when I'm bitter and different things, that's what I tend to have my eyes set upon. And so uh, I, I mentioned that a, a lack of forgiveness and anger creates bitterness. So not forgiving for someone creates anger. Anger creates bitterness. And then that gives a place uh, for the devil. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even for Christ's sakes, uh, hath forgiven you. And so that makes you think about negative things. Think about Philippians chapter four and verse eight, uh, or even verse six. I actually memorized this recently. Hope so. If I get it wrong here, then I'm in big trouble. But it says, "Care for nothing, uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God." A few verses below that, it says, think on whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, and starts listing all these different things. We talked about that a little bit actually last week. So if I'm not forgiving someone and, I, and, I ha- and I'm fixated on them, I'm not thinking about positive things. I'm thinking about negative things. And, that, and that's God commands us to think about uh, positive things. There's a great example here. I've talked about this a time or two on my radio program here about Harry Hoosier. You know, I was born in Indiana. And so for years and years, years, I've been asking people, what is a Hoosier? What is a Hoosier? And, you know, no one really knows. They were kind of giving silly jokes, you know, someone, you know, rings your doorbell and you say, who's there? You know, type of thing. And, uh, and, but it actually comes from a, a, a preacher. His name was Harry Hoosier. He was a slave. He was born a slave. And when it, you know, uh, back when America, declared his independence uh, independence from England. Now we're able, some of the colonies were able to abolish slavery. People don't realize some of our history, but we had 10 of the 12 states abolish slavery uh, back in the 1700s. And um, Harry uh, was one of those slaves. He was born in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Hoosier, the Hoosiery and stuff there. Went up to, was sold up to Baltimore. Then he was freed. Uh, during that proclamation, uh, the Bishop of uh, Bishop Asbury, who started the American Methodist Church in 1780, hired him, taught him to read. Harry became a great preacher. Thousands would come to hear him, white and black, would come and hear him preach. One of the things he preached about was this, because some people still harbored hurt and bitterness over slavery. And here's what he said. Other men have shackled you your hands and feet with metal. Take heed ye don't shackle your heart with hate. You know, if you don't forgive, you become in bondage and yeah. shackle with hate and bitterness. And uh, and so uh, this is an important message for those who are struggling with a hurt. Yeah. And you were talking, though, about, you know, Restoration is a different thing. That, that, that being restored is a different thing. 
But how many times should we take offense and give forgiveness? I think the Bible has something to say about that. Yeah, that that brings us right into our next point. In Luke chapter 7, verse 3, it says, Take heed to yourselves, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a, uh, a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. So there's 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 a couple really important things there. Number one, the word repentance is involved in that, okay? Repentance is required for true biblical forgiveness and restoration to a degree. You need to you need to forgive regardless of, of repentance being there. But that repentance, I believe, is the key more to get into that res- restoration part of your relationship. But if you think also about what Peter said in Matthew chapter 18, he said, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, and Peter, I, I don't know how you read this, but I kind of see Peter sort of like being a little bit arrogant here, you know, and and trying to sp- sound spiritual. None of us know anything about that, right? Uh, but in Matthew chapter 18, 21, then Peter uh, came then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Tell seven times as if that's some great thing, right? Uh, but Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven, which essentially is, is God saying, no, you're going to continue to forgive. Now, the reason why that number seven is there, the law required three times, mm-hmm. okay? The law required, you know, if someone offended you, You've got to at least forgive them three times before really the matter now requires legal uh, interaction. And so the number seven is kind of like, well, let's double what the law said. Let's go beyond what the law said. Let's go the extra mile. Let's double it and then add one on top for good measure. Okay, so this is kind of like, man, I'm already way going past what's required of me. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, no, if you're counting, then you're missing, you're missing the point. Even if it's 70 times seven, you know, keep a heart of forgiveness. Amen. And so just to wrap that up very simply for you, it doesn't matter how many times you're offended biblically. The Bible says you need to continue to forgive. Now, here's another really tough one for people. I really want you to focus and pay attention to this. It does not matter how bad the offense is against you you are to forgive. And I want you to think about this. Jesus was innocent. He had no sin in him. And when they crucified him, what was the first thing that came out of his mouth? Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right? That's that's a big deal if you think about that, right? Jesus had, I mean, because that's what we think. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. This person did blah, 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 blah. Well, they did all that stuff to Jesus and he never did anything wrong. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was forgiveness. How significant is that? But often in our lives, what we do is we judge, we want to judge how bad the offense is and then decide if they are deserving of our forgiveness. And I'm going to tell you something, that is unbiblical. Here's what we do. We, we draw this line in, in, the, in, the, in the ground, in the sand, and we say, okay, Lord, here, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'll forgive them unless they cross this line, and then it's on them. Because I've already told them, here's where the line is, don't you cross it. And then once they do, it's like we we think we're justified in blaming them, but we're not following the biblical example of forgiveness if we do that. And the problem with that is, who's the one who drew the line then? Us. Right? It's God, God drew the line, but if I draw the line in the sand, then I'm taking God's spot. I'm the one deciding uh, who's worthy and who's not. Who's not? I'm the one that's becoming the judge. 
God's line has already been drawn and it's in the Bible. And that's what we're talking about today. And so who's playing the role of God in that? You, you know why we won't forgive? Because we don't love the way we ought to. That's the truth. You, you cannot tell me that you love someone and you're unwilling to forgive them. There's a lack of love there. It's a selfishness. It's, and what we need is selflessness. God already decided that they are worth forgiving. Um, and it's because of a lack of love that we won't forgive. And so I, I want, I want you guys to see and understand that. When you read Colossians chapter three and verse 13, uh, here it is right here. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ also forgave you, so also do ye. And it says this, and above all these things, put on charity. That's what's missing. That's what we need in life. We, we need to be charity, uh, have charity. And charity is a special kind of love. It's a little different than love. And I want to say this real quick. And then we're, I know we're out of time. Number one, charity is loving those who don't deserve your love. Okay, that's very, very, very important. Number two, charity is loving without love in return. It's very easy to love someone who loves you back. But God loved people that didn't love them back. Do you understand? That's a very, very important part of charity. And then here's the last one, and I believe the most important one. Charity is allowing God to love through you. My charity only goes so far. But God's love and charity can go far beyond that. And that's why we just need to get out of the way and allow God to love. Uh, through us. Well, listeners, I hope that this broadcast has been a help to you. And if you need prayer and help in in this area there, we're praying for you. We pray that God will uh, will give you the strength. All right, that's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.